We are back with another Tea and Tight special, and our guest this week is one of the fastest rising, highest flying young superstars on the UK independent scene. In 2020 alone, 2021 alone, he has competed for Wrestle Carnival, DNA Pro Wrestling, Fight Nation Wrestling, Reloaded Championship Wrestling Association, British Wrestling Revolution, Rev Pro UK, Title Championship Wrestling, and in Austria for Rings of Europe. He is the protege of Will Ospreay, the Prince of Pace, Callum Newman. Welcome to the show, Callum. Hello. You need to announce me for my matches now. A personal ring announcer? I, I am available. It definitely... Uh... Get out every show, be fine. Just walking through the door. No right. <laughs> and of course, we are TN Tights, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling, as featured on Bodyslam.net, brought to you by Powered 4 TV. I am your host, the great British Otaku, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy Dumos, and as always, my co-host is Big Daddy Dan, Daniel Allen, or just Dan for short. We're stealing your gimmick, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. I am so glad to have you on here, Callum, because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've been dying to have you as a guest because you are my favourite UK wrestler at the moment. Sick. <laughs> Thank you. Hang on. Appreciate it. Uh, definitely one of the top UK guys right now. And uh, considering you've literally kind of made it started in 2018, is that right? Yeah, ish. Like, um, I wrestled under a mask for ages when I was like 15. And so I kind of, I, I guess, kept as kind of like a secret, but like I wasn't really known by anyone. But then when I kind of, um, started doing more stuff for Will's Young Lions. I think that's when I started like breaking out a little bit more. But uh, yeah, the mask days are behind me now. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> because, because uh, yeah, let's consider it the fact that most of 2019 got ruined. Yeah. yeah. Most of 2020 uh, and 2021, it's not, not be great. And yet you still manage to become one of the biggest stars on the scene in such a short period of time. Uh, and you just mentioned him, uh, Mr. Will Ospreay, uh, you were part of his Young Lions system. You have become known as Will Ospreay's protege. What has been that? What's been compared, the comparisons that you get to Will Ospreay? What's all that like? Um, I don't know. It was weird at first because, like... So we kind of, I met him at like the first time when I was like 15 at a seminar and um, we were just doing like silly moves and that. He, he kept calling me Eddie Guerrero. And then I was at another training school. It was me and another guy he called us Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio because the other guy was quite short. And um, I, I was at another training school and he messaged my dad saying, uh, get Callum to London School of Lucha Libre. And then after when I think I hit like 16, I was all right, I know this person here, I know this person here. Message that like the guy running anyway, right? You have to turn up, but you have to have your parents there in case anything goes wrong. Because Lucha was like a over eighteen kind of school, and I was like, right, you know these people here, so they kind of vouch for you, but just you have to have a written thing from your parents saying it's okay to train you, and they have to be there to make sure you're all right. Like, Fine, and then we'll turn up, and then from there, I think that's how we started kind of doing the whole training thing. And then after that, I just started doing all these moves. I was doing them all anyway, but then I started kind of getting good, uh, like, with Will teaching me. But then I started doing, like, Oz Cutters and 
tried Robinson specials and all that kind of stuff. And then everyone's like, okay, he's the next world spray. And the first match I had without a mask, my trainer, Greg Burridge, was ringing out in. They went, he's the next Will Ospreay. And then since then, everyone's like, okay, he's, he's Callum. And the first time I met Greg, uh, he wasn't at the training school. I was with Gary. And um, he was saying how, oh, I've heard you're the next Will. Right, I guess I'm training you now. Like, Cheers, mate. Nice. Like, no right, pressure. I guess I'm Will now. Now, you see, I'm not sure if you have listened to our podcast before, but uh, we once spoke about the fact that your lovely mum approached us at a show one day and she literally yeah. told us that the, so like the day before that you were training in your back garden with Will Ospreay, with Joe Lando and a few others. I mean, just to have Will Ospreay come to your place uh, to... to in your backyard to, to work with you. What's that like? It was weird, like, um, because I think he put, uh, he, he got like a little bit of that. He done a question thing on Instagram and I was put in there, do you want to come backyard? And then he went, yeah, haha. I, th I think he was like, whatever, he's just saying it. But I messaged him, I was like, if you want to come around, it's there. Like, just, like, you know where I live, turn up. Because, um, like, ages ago, he picked me up to take me to a progress show and stuff like that. Like, he has helped me loads, but yeah. Um, he was like, oh, wait, seriously, because I've got a house full of people. Can we, like, just get out of the house? I was like, yeah, cool, turn up. And then he turned up with, it was him, B, Juice Robinson, and Tony, Tony Storm. And yeah. they were all just backyarding, jumping about, and then Juice is doing moonsaults and shit. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. Like, all these, like, massive stars are in my back garden, and I'm just stood there like, hello. <laughs> Can I do moves, please? But I, it's it's insane because it's like I looked up to him for years, and like he's like the main reason why I'm how like why I wrestle the way I wrestle and where I am now, and they're essentially messing about in my back garden. It's like I don't know how I got to this point. It is really weird. That's just absolutely crazy stories, uh, and of course, uh, is it? Was he able to get you in with RevPro UK then? Because you haven't gone through like the contenders division with RevPro, did you? No. So um, I, I think I, I started off just kind of helping at the shows, like uh, helping out like the York Hall events. And um, so I just showed my face and I went to training. And I think Will just gave me a bit of a push. And then Andy gave me like, an opportunity at the uh, cockpit show against Senza Volto. And then he was like, oh, um, that's like a good opportunity or a good like um, introduction for you. We'll see where it goes next. And then after a while, um, he didn't really use me, but then I was put on the no fan shows and then I was pretty much on most of them. And now he's using me regularly, which I'm quite happy, like, grateful for. Because mm -hmm. Andy's helped loads. He's sick. Give him like all the help ever. I think like, especially at the end, like the, 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 the I'm stuttering loads. I can't talk, even though I love the waffle. Um, I think like the last half of this year, Andy's given me like a massive push and helped me loads with like wrestling wise. You've had some absolutely barn burners in Breath Pro UK, and I'm sure we'll get around to a few of the opponents because you know you've literally started to get a list of who's who, not just in British wrestling, but some of the you know top names, even like Shota Umino from New Japan right now. You <laughs> went in a singles contest with him. 
And of course, uh, very recently, you actually stood against the United Empire, against your mentor, Mr. Will Ospreay. And well, the crowd started chanting that he was a shit Callum Newman. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he loved that. Oh, <laughs> uh, because. So he started the match has been like, oh, it's my trainee. Come over here. We'll turn it into a four-on-two handicap. Come on. And then as I turn, he went, B-Tech Osprey, come here. And that's how the match started. And then halfway through, all, all like, I was speaking to Robbie about something, and then all we hear is, you're a shit Callum Newman. And then just looking at Will's face, and I'm creasing on the apron. <laughs> Like giving him the fingers the lot and then just the look in his eyes was like you're gonna be mad at me <laughs> <laughs> this won't go well yeah and i heard apparently they've done it at your call as well like his main event against shota they've done it at your call like, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> that's just yeah again uh the comparisons because he's even said that uh that at his age comparison to yourself now that you are ahead of where he was uh, yeah. Definitely size-wise, you are a lot bigger than what he was when he was your age, but uh, he, he seems to think it's technique-wise everything. and uh, That must be great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, when he first told me it, like, ages and ages ago, it was just at a training, like, just a training day, and I was really confused by it. I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, I, like... Because I'm dumb to most things and I usually zone out quite a lot. And I just didn't have a clue what he meant. But then he said it again a little while ago. I was like, Jesus. And then after, when everyone else heard it, I'm like, oh, are you going to go past Will? Are you going to get to his level soon? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I just want to do flips right now. I'm kind of happy, like, not focusing on the future. That's like, I don't really focus on loads of stuff like, like big in the future because everyone's like, oh, you going to go to Japan, you're, you, you want to do this, you want to go to V, main event, this, that, and the other. But I just, well, I'm just really happy main event in a show here right now. But then when Will says that, everyone says it in my head. I'm like, am I really better than Will at this age? But then I kind of bring myself back down. I'm like, no, I don't want to start thinking about it. Otherwise, if I think like that and end up just being shit and I just suck, I'm like, that ain't going to help me or anyone. No, that's uh, it's absolutely incredible, and of course, uh, somebody, a uh, big superstar, UK superstar, Paul Robinson, literally made his return today. You mentioned the Robinson special; uh, he returned for Reloaded Championship Wrestling Association, uh, the RCWA over in Rainham, Essex, uh, where you're a hometown boy, and yeah. What was it like being, I mean, because as far as I'm aware, you were actually a hand-picked opponent, you know, for Paul Robinson to, so yeah. again, what's that kind of like to be in that role? I think it's just like kind of the same with the Will stuff, because we're like, same again, kind of watched Paul for years, and like seeing all the stuff he's done in progress, and seeing all the cool stuff he does, and everyone kind of looked up to Paul for him to go like right I want to wrestle you like fuck right okay it's time to kind of step up now and at, like at first he was kind of like oh we're gonna have like a slow match and we probably won't do much and then when we got in the ring got like quite giddy 
And like you could see in his eyes, he was getting excited. I was like, right, this is the pull I want. This, this is where it's going to get good. But yeah, like it's weird because I always just kind of see myself this little chavy Essex boy that kind of just like, I don't know, just this little chavy Essex boy that no one kind of really pays attention to. And then for people like Paul and Will to kind of look at you and go, right, okay, I want to do this for you. I want to wrestle you. So where, where's this come about? How's this happened? You, you can't be a little chavy Essex boy because I lived in Essex for a little while and um, I found that most Essex boys are little. You must be about three or four inches taller than pretty much every other boy in Essex. Oh, I walk around where I live and everyone kind of like, like, looks nice. Like, you're right, lamppost. But like, I don't like puffy jackets. I stay away from them. My missus tried getting me to wear one. He's like, yeah, it's not happening. I don't want to fall into the bracket now. <laughs> Uh, Robbo certainly uh, lives up to that bracket every time he comes down to the ring uh, and he had so much fun with the crowd and you could see uh, the way the crowd responded to him uh, to, you know talk us through the, you know, the opening stages of that match because he really did play up a lot <laughs> I guess yeah it, it, it was just fun because he like gave it to the crowd and then he was behaving for a little bit. And I think once the crowd started giving it back, that's when he woke up even more. And that's when like the middle fingers popped up and the swearing started. And he cut a promo at the end. It's like, right, cool, what goes back for good? Of course, yeah. Let's talk about, because that is Will Ospreay versus Paul Robinson, the Swords of Essex clashing once again, because as you say, he uh, did pick up a victory and he, Decided to continue a, a bit of a thing. And then, of course, Will Ospreay appeared on the back screen. And they will... It's January 22nd? Yeah, 21st, 22nd, I think. So Friday. Friday. Uh, and, of course, that will be available exclusively on Power 4 TV uh, a few weeks after it has been recorded. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. I'm sure everybody is. And, uh you are on the card, uh, so is Joe Lando, Warren Banks, and oh, I can't remember who it said. Darcy Stone is, MOS, uh, I don't know who else. I'm trying to think of who's already been announced. But that's going to be an absolutely, you know, fantastic main event, and we look forward to seeing that one. Uh, but uh, let's talk about some of what you've been up to in uh, Red Pro UK, because you recently got to fight who I thought was probably the, the top guy in that is Ricky Knight Jr. Yeah. RKJ. Uh, what was it like being in the ring with RKJ? Uh, it's, it was really fun because uh, I wrestled because we so we had that ladder match on the Friday I think it was. Oh with British and, Wrestling um, Revolution. Yeah, so we had that, but we've had a single before at Southside, I think late 2019, I think, and that was fun. That was kind of, um, it was one of the Southside shows at the Resistance Gallery, like the kind of odd London one, and that was fun. So then we kind of thought back to that, um, to see what we could add into it. But it was really fun because we both kind of, like he's doing like amazing things now, like wrestling Will and he's up and down the country all the time. And then I've gotten better, like way better since then. So it was nice to finally kind of wrestle again after all that time. And we'll probably end up doing it again um, soon. It was just a really fun match. 
I'm trying to remember who it was that we were talking to that said about how RKJ really um, laid his strikes in. Oh, I can't remember who. Oh, it was. oh yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Chris Ridgeway or RKJ striking you then? What would what would I prefer? Or well, which one strikes the hardest? Um, <laughs> you know, the next time, whoever he doesn't say right now, <laughs> the next time he gets in the ring with him, I'd say like kicks, it'd be Ridgeway, but chops and forearms, Ricky. Oh, he does have a, he has an excellent shot, but because I tensed my chest and it still went through me, but <laughs> but Ridgeway's kicks are something else. You feel your spine go numb. But... <laughs> I mean, I've been watching RKJ in person since he was about 14, because I always go around the um, holiday camps in Norfolk. Yeah. And just to see him continuing on and on and growing the way he has is phenomenal. It really is. Yeah. He just doesn't stop wrestling. I think he just wrestles every weekend nonstop. Yeah. And has done probably since he was about 12. Yeah. Pretty standard. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's uh, something we've talked about quite a lot that the Americans don't seem to realise and, you know, don't seem to get that that happens in the UK that we, that are, you know, do start out at 14, 15. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more different possibly going ahead considering everything that's happened. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're quite happy for British wrestlers to start wrestling at 14, 15. As you say, yeah. we were resting at 15 under the mask, so... Uh... Yeah, because um, I'm friends with uh, Anthony Bowens uh, over at AW. And when I first met him, I was telling him, like, oh, yeah, I started training when I was, like, this age. And he's like, what? They get really confused with it. Cause I think in America, it's more like 16 to like, 18 when you're allowed to start training. Because, like, once you kind of fully grow and you start taking bumps and stuff like that, that's yeah. more normal. But then... I was trying to explain to him, I was like, I started when I was like seven, debuted, like my first match was like 13. He couldn't kind of get his head around it. It was really weird. But it's like most, yeah, like, and as well as another guy called Darren, I can never say his name right, Darian uh, Bankston, Bankston. And the same with him, like, told him the same thing. He's like, because he trains at a nightmare factory, and there you have to be like 18. I think a bit older even to train there. And it's, yeah, it's not normal. They, they find it really weird. That's why our guys are so far ahead, though. <laughs> but uh, well, how do you make, well, how do you come from with Danny Bowen? Said so. One of the companies that I used to trade with, he come over here. Uh, I think he was doing like a trial or something WWE, and they said to him, just "Go out and kind of get a name for yourself, and then come back." So he just went out traveling. I think he went here, there, and everywhere. And then he come over to the UK, and that's when I met him. And then I tried telling him, it was like. Hello, my name's Callum. And he, I don't know why, he just couldn't pronounce it properly. And then he went, you know what? I'm just going to call you Big C. And I was like 12. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm Big C now. I tried getting my mum to call me Big C, but she wouldn't do it. Like, oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like, we're, I can't talk today. We always try and like chat here and there. Like I'm really bad at messages. So whenever like people message me, I look at it and I go, all right, cool, I'll answer them later. And then it's like six months down the line. I'm like, I shouldn't answer them. But... Like, every once in a while, I post something, he'll react to it, saying, oh, that's sick. I saw his music video, he thought that was sick, and I do the same with him. But he kicks, that was, oh, I forgot the guy's name, but he kicked him in the face on one of the shows, and I reacted to it, like, laughing. It's like, you 
toe punted a guy in the nose. And he just went, yeah, and that was it. So, uh, i tell you what, one of the questions we like to ask, and this, uh, we'll, we'll see what hit, how far he goes back. We like to ask about Mount Rushton because we, you just mentioned America. And it's always American stars on Mount Rushmore. So we decided to make Mount Rushton. If you could pick four UK stars who you, have, uh, you felt have influenced the scene, influenced yourself as well, it's completely personal. Which four stars would you put up there? Um, um, I put Will on there, obviously, because I think like he knows as well. He's like sparked pretty, pretty much every high flyer now has watched Will Ospreay. Right? Mm. Even if you say you haven't, you have. <laughs> um, say Mark Andrews as well, like Mark Andrews and Pete Nunn, just their whole thing, like kind of like just everything they've done when like going to America and seeing all the music videos they put up and just everything they kind of did for wrestling alone insane mm. how many people is it? is it four isn't it four four yes yeah. so you got one more so you've got Will Ospreay Andrews and Pete Dunn which is a pretty damn strong start yeah oh you know what? I'll put Dean Allmark on there as well yeah, because nice. I feel like Dean doesn't like. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of underappreciated a little bit because everyone's stealing everything off of Dean, and he's so sick. Like, everything he does is so smooth. It's so slick, no matter what. Because you see, like his training videos, mm. and he just does the same thing. It's three different clips, and every single one just gets smoother and smoother and smoother. And it's the same in matches. So I'll, I'll put Dean up there. I'm always stealing stuff from him as well, like to training. Like there's so many videos on my Instagram just saying with all these like training clips. No, yeah, he does some apps. He is just phenomenal when you see him in the ring and you it uh, doesn't matter what style you want either. He, you know, he can wrestle whoever you are any way he wants to wrestle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and he's got a lot of bottle for doing a top rope leg drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not a nice landing. I remember he mentioned something about that. He did it at the Wrestle Carnival show against... Against Doug, and yeah, uh, yeah, he said the landing on that really was a bit harsh. <laughs> and he does it. Apparently, he does the, like a little uh, gesture to the crowd that he's never done before. Apparently, and it was like, <laughs> no thanks. So, what do you like to hear from the top row as your finisher? Then, um, no, I think the shooting star. I just got it really clean because um, I, I like through lockdown I just didn't go in the ring for ages because um, I was like oh I've got a break from wrestling I'm going to chill out and then what like I got so many messages from people saying just sit down like chill out <laughs> for a month don't do nothing just sit there uh, okay cool and then I just ended up like speaking to friends I've been spoken to in ages and, um, just chilling out it was fun and then every time I went in the ring I was just trying new stuff except for a shooting star because in my head I was like oh, I've got it it's fine I didn't do it for like four or five months because as well in when we were doing the no fan things the where the top rope was there was like holes going across the ceiling that were quite close so I felt like every time I jumped I was going to hit it 
like there was like one corner where I could do it, it was fine. But I kept having those breaks, and just through one break, I just couldn't shoot and start. Just got on the top rope, and I just froze. This sucks. But then just ended up just sending it, and then ever since then, it's just got cleaner and cleaner. Clean. And I like the pictures as well, where like my back's arched and hands are out. It's just one of my favourite pictures people get. When it's right, because sometimes people don't get the right picture, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> It was during that Epic Encounter series when I first actually got to see you properly and it was against uh, Dan Maloney at Epic Encounters 1. I was just like, oh, the referee UK doing a pay-per-view. I, I might as well just pick it up, see who you uh, are. And that match you had Dan Maloney was fantastic. I was just so impressed. I was just like, who is this guy? Why have I never seen him before? And <laughs> and then, as you say, you get all the plaudits from uh, Andy Quilden on the uh, commentaries. Uh, always plays you up. Uh, although I do like Gideon Gray's nickname for you. Oh, I love his commentary. Every time, like, when he's at a show, I go up to him, like, you on comms? Yeah. All right, good. So I'm, I'm either the gummy bear kid or the gummy bear king. <laughs> all, all on my, like, sugary drinks and gummy bears. I'm like, cool. One day I'm going to do my intros and just, like, slip him a bag of gummy bears, see if he, like, creases on the on commentary. Uh, I, I just want to know because obviously, have you ever seen the original cartoon, The Gummy Bears? No, no, he's well, too young for yeah, that. Say, I know. Yeah, you'll have to check it out because, again, it suits so well because they used to bounce and spring all around the place. So it it's actually really apt in so many different ways. So I'm sure he knows that. Uh, How old are you now, Callum? Nineteen. I've got two <laughs> children older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the youngest of the boys. Everyone thinks it's like Danny Orlando, but uh, it's me. Well, that's because you're actually, yeah, you are. Are you going to be a heavyweight or a cruiserweight? I, I don't know. I'm happy being a cruiserweight right now. Well, I'm trying to fill out a little bit, just like my chest and shoulder wise. But I don't know. I think if I ever kind of get bored of like the cruiserweight thing, then I might kind of step up. But right now, I'm just happy being known as the cruiserweight guy. I, I'm going to put on a... I want to put on a little bit of weight. I'm not too sure. I keep changing my mind. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would like to be a heavyweight and still be able to do the flips. Mm. I don't know. That always seems a bit fun, a bit different. Much like your mentor, Mr. Osprey, right now, walking around 235-ish and... Too heavy. Still pulling off that, uh, what's it, the Orohara moonsault, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just god, it's just not fair. <laughs> and I'm sure you will be exactly the same when you are in that position. You are at one point going to be, my opinion, going to be one of the biggest stars, uh, in the wrestling industry worldwide. So, if you're going to do a tour. What would you go for first? Would you like to go to Europe and do a little tour? Would you like to go to Japan, do a little tour? Or America and do a little tour? Which would you like to hear? Do them in order. Which one would you want to go to? Japan would be last because I'd like to feel ready for it. Because, like, me and, like, the boys, so, like, Danny, Mayhew and Joe, we're all, like, like best mates. Um mm-hmm. Because everyone thinks it's a gimmick. We're all kind of hugging at the end. Like, no, we're actual, like, best friends. Um, we just want to kind of just go places and wrestle. So, like, 
um, it, we could end up just going to America for like a month, um, mm. pay for the flights there, wrestle there, and make the money back. But I do Europe first because going to Austria that was quite fun, um, and it's just clothes probably just drive all around it. Uh, then America, then Japan. I feel like that's kind of one's better than the other. You say about the four of you being best friends. Um, we've got Northwest Strong. Can we have Southeast High? Southeast High. <laughs> we could do. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think that's going to work. High. Sounds like a school. <laughs> it does. Oh, uh, well, uh, I'm sure there was a show actually, something like that. Uh, Sweet Valley High. That was the one. Back, sorry, back when we were chilled, you know, teenagers. <laughs> it was in black and white then. We only had four channels. Yeah. Is that when you had to go up to a telly and press the buttons on it? You know, we had to put 50p in. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I have actually been to a hotel once where you did have to put 50 No, that, that's a different story. <laughs> no, I, 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 my first TV, yes, it had a knob on it. And I used to have to turn the knob to get to channel one, two, three, or four. <laughs> oh, it's just a sort of... This is depressing. Yeah, we're going to try... Well, you mentioned Rings of Europe, and uh, somebody, you wrestled one of the top Hungarian stars right now. If, uh, if you're like... He, yeah, he is you... But Hungarian and Peter Tahanye, uh, what was that match like? Because he's absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah, he's insane. Like he's absolutely insane. He's a really nice guy too. Because um, when I so when I first got there, everyone spoke English, but not very well. And um, I was just kind of sat in a corner right, on my own. Like there were some people that was there, like um, Monica, Miss Monica, but. Um, She's like been over here and I've met her a couple of times. So still like chatting back and forth, but everyone else there, there was a couple like Scottish people and stuff. I was still kind of on my own, but then it turned up and we're getting the match going. He speaks like really good English. And then after a while, all the ideas started coming. The match was really fun. Um, and he can do some like insane stuff, like spinning DDTs, like, like running off the road. It's insane. But um, the match, I think he just put up the match few days ago like the whole show and then the next day we had a triple threat where it was me peter and a guy called ozzy ozzy yes uh who's yeah. uh wrestling over at wxw and uh uh yeah he's big lad big bull so yeah. uh i'm sure you two were able to uh provide him good distances on his throws oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was really fun, and like, like because in uh, Austria they all speak German as well. Mm. Or at least they all they all did there. And for some reason, we done a on the triple threat. Um, we was all on the outside, and the ref started counting. But it was counting German, and none of us had any idea what you're saying. So I kind of sat up and asked him, <laughs> and they started counting English. And then all of us were kind of under the ring giggling. Like, right, okay, we've got to get up that serious now. But it was all really fun. It was a really nice experience. How, how good is your German cause? Did you study it at school? Did they still nah, study I done, I done French. You don't... don't remember none of it. Like, <laughs> if I get lost in France, I know to say, like, hello, can I have a sandwich or something? Où est la piscine? <laughs> but, uh, 
uh, I'd love to see you get over to Passion Pro as uh, the Hungarian promotion at the moment is actually just uh, being building up. We were talking uh, to uh, Corey McRae and that's where Peter Tihanye and uh, Gulias are doing some absolutely fantastic stuff as well as the Aris of Hungary. Yeah, I'd love to see you in the WXW ring as well in Germany. So uh, hopefully we'll see that in the next few uh, things. Uh, yeah. There's been a lot of younger British wrestlers being picked up in Europe at the moment. Joe's just been over to Spain. Um, Michael Oku's about to go off to Italy. Um, yeah. Corey's in Hungary. Spain, Why didn't you go then? What happened? Because all like, the restriction stuff kept like happening more and more and more. Hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. And I was like, it's close to Christmas as well. So I'd rather just kind of sit about and do nothing the week before Christmas. It would have been fun. I think I was meant to wrestle Joey Sky, I think his name is. Um, he's like one of the young guys out there. And um, yeah, I just didn't want to risk it. I think Joe got there and back quite fine, but it's like, I don't, don't want to risk it. Even when I'd done the Austrian trip, there was still that thought of, could I get stuck in Austria? And the weekend after that, Austria went into lockdown. But okay, okay so I kind of just escaped it then, I guess. Yeah, no, I can understand that. It's uh, all a bit nerve-wracking at the moment. So, of course, we will be in our TNT's branded face mask when we come and see you wrestle uh, the day after Boxing Day on the 27th of uh, this month for Repro UK. You are teaming up with uh, your tag team partner, JJ Gale, and you're going to take a sunshine machine that's just going to be nuts. You've wrestled yeah. them before already, so we know what the match is somewhat like. Yeah, the last match we had was even well, was quite crazy. But now we've got a higher ceiling, it might be a bit even more crazy. So it's going to be fun. Actually, right, so I'm really excited. Actually, no. We actually saw the, the Sunshine Machine match. We were there that. Yeah, well, that we was at Huntingdon. So yep. that was actually... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as the first uh, match that we saw as just myself and Dan as TN Tights was Repro UK. It was you guys against Sunshine Machine. And uh, we were saying before, Wrestle Carnival, uh, the first time we sat as a trio, was again yourself. Uh, that incredible match for Wrestle Carnival. Uh, obviously, uh, I know Gary Ward is a big fan of yourself. Uh, and uh, that match you put on was crazy. Just so good. It's my favourite match of the year so far. <laughs> Sick. You're stealing all the plaudits from Dan. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned they are your best friends. What's it like just to get in the ring? Do you discuss it or do you just go in there and just go, let's just go and wing it? There was, most of it was kind of just like on the day. So we was like, right, I know your stuff, I know your stuff, I know your stuff. And then we're not kind of stressed out because I always get nervous before matches, like no matter who it's against. But then that day, it was, everything was fine. It was kind of just all chilled out. No one's getting stressed. And yeah, it was just a really kind of nice vibe between us. And through us talking through everything, we're all giggling and joking about each other. So it was, it's like really nice to kind of hang out because it's, it's kind of rare now, all four of us are at a show together. So when we are, it's hilarious. And it's quite nice because, like, um, Mayhew's kind of moved up um, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Joe's in Peterborough. Um, I'm Essex and Danny's, like, South London somewhere. So it's like we're not that close, like, living together. Like. But we met up kind of 
a few days before the show. I was like, right, we might try this, we might try that, we might do this, might do that. Let's have a mess about. And then on the day, everything kind of clicked. So it was all turned out to what it was. What it was. Damn, and of course, Danny Black has just become the FNW heavyweight champion after defeating, defeating Luke Jacobs. That show is right now available on Power Four TV. Callum Newman was part of the Z-Force uh, Magnificent Seven ladder match, uh, which ended up being six people rather than seven because of uh, yeah. COVID issues, to be honest. And yeah. uh, Tom Farewell, uh, yes. phenomenal uh, guy. Uh, have, have, you, have you wrestled much with Tom Farewell before? No, the only time we've actually like, kind of worked together was that ladder match. Um, but we were speaking before the show saying that we want to work with each other a lot more. And I really kind of wanted to work with him uh, in that ladder match a lot more, but it kind of just didn't like work out. But I definitely want to wrestle farewell in a singles match too. Because he's sick. Kind of, I never really knew about him much, but after seeing him lately and seeing all his stuff like, online, he's a very good wrestler. I'm hoping to see you more in FNW because I bought a season ticket for this year. So I'm hoping I'll get to see a lot sure. more of you with them. Let's hope so. I message you. I message Billy now. Like, all right, give me the dates. Now, of course, you, you didn't pick up the uh, championship in the ladder match, but you do own a pinfall victory over the new heavyweight champion when you defeat yeah. him to get a spot for that magnificent seven. Do you think that that entitles you to a title match right now? Yeah, I beat I beat him twice. Yeah, I've got two pinfalls over Danny, so easy money. You know, like the belt's basically just sitting there for me. But I don't know, Danny. Like Danny keeps getting better and better and better every time he wrestles. So I might be a bit too confident, but hopefully it happens. I know you. I think I think at FNW, as we say, Callum Newman has the pinfall victory over the heavyweight champion. So I, I mean, I'm sure Chris Ridgeway would like his shot because he never officially lost the title. So I'm sure he's going to have issues. Uh, of course, I mean, if it comes to it, would, will, will you back him up if uh, Northwest Strong come and invade? Scott Oberman, Joe Kessler, uh, Keenan Krishna, Luke Jacobs. I mean, it's, it's a real nah, chance. I can't, I can't ditch him for the Northerners. I've got, I've got to stay with the boys. Even if that happens, I've got to back the boys. <laughs> Jay Joshua and uh, Billy Hayes are phenomenal two young talents as well. So many great young British wrestlers right now. And uh, as you say, you're one of the youngest. You're still one of the top guys. Tom Farewell, he's, yeah, he's 19 as well. So he's, and yeah, as you say, a phenomenal. His matches in TNT Ignition has later have been fantastic. Uh, but who, you know, uh, our big friend, our, the tribal chief of the Big Fat Geek, he has asked us to ask you two questions. One of which is, who out there have you not faced that you want to face? Oh, Robbie X. Someone give you the match. You don't Honestly. face Robbie X yet. So it's meant to happen three times. And all those three times it's changed. Was meant to have a was meant to have like a scramble match, like a fatal four-way, but then it just didn't work out and he was put in another match. And then have a word with your mate Gary Ward when he was running the other promotion, uh, WrestleGate. Uh, it was meant to end up being me versus Robbie for a cruiserweight title, but then it never happened. So it's meant to happen. And then like, it's always been in talks. Whenever like, I go to promotion, me and Robbie are there. It's always kind of like, 
right, when's this happening? Even though, like, some, I think sometimes the referee is like, right, when are you and Robbie going to wrestle? And we've spoken about it. It's like, it'll happen one day. It's like, why has it happened yet? I'm shocked that hasn't happened. I would have thought yeah. it would have happened on Rev Pro. But of course, he is the British Res- Wrestling Revolution heavyweight champion right now. So, you know, call him out. Call your shot. Get that heavyweight title, mate. Not yet. I will, if, if anything, I just want a match. I don't want, like, I don't care if it's for the belt, right? I don't really care. If, if Robbie's involved and it's for, like, the Rev Pro Cruiserweight title, which I'm like, the, the only belt I really want in a minute is the cruiserweight one? Even if it was for that, and it, I just want to wrestle Robbie. I don't even know where I'm <laughs> going with this talking. Just give me Robbie X. I've heard I would, it here, folks. Lads, get out there. Somebody book it. All I'll right. put money for a ticket for that. Me too. And uh, I'm talking to Wrestle Carnival. Are you going to throw your hat in for uh, a shot at the Carnival Championship? Do you reckon? Don't answer that in case you are. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I haven't spoken to Gary about anything Russell Carnival. Oh. All I've had with that is the four-way. I've heard nothing else since. That was an incredible match still. Uh, that was, uh, as you say, uh, Danny Black. <sighs> and what was the other question he wanted to ask you again? I've completely lost my track. Well, while you're looking for that one, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask, obviously, being the mature elder statesman of British independent wrestling that you are, um, who do you see as the new young up and comers on the Brit Rest scene? Um, Jesus. Um, it's not that they're not out there, it's just who do you pick? Because, you know, because obviously you could say the obvious guys. We said to Joe that he wasn't allowed to do it. So we're going to say to you that you're not allowed to just pick Joe and Danny and uh, Maverick. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really see them guys as like up and comers anymore. I feel like like Danny's on the WWE network all the time. Hmm. Mayhew, wherever he goes, is a barn burner, and Joe's like seen as one of the top flyers now. I, I don't know. There's like, I'd say Farewell was definitely getting better at coming to him. Um, so he's definitely one to watch. A, a guy called Joe Kessler in Northwest Strong. I think everyone in Northwest Strong, yeah. <laughs> because like, whatever Ridgeway's doing and like training wise is obviously working. Like, uh, Keenan, I used to train with Keenan uh, when he was at London School Lucha Libre, and he's getting, he's so sick. He disappeared for a while and he's just been training almost every day. And I saw him at a title show. We've spoken, spoken, we were speaking, getting along, uh, chatting about life. And then he was at the Fight Nation show in a tag match. What's going on? Because he was like here one minute and he's up here the next. Um, he's definitely one. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so many guys I looked at like through lockdown. I was like, oh yeah, like they're the up and comers. But I don't really kind of watch much wrestling. So, like, now I'm kind of at shows. I'm like, they're not up-and-comers anymore. They're kind of seen as the new guys that are kind of making British wrestling good again. And it is. It really is. Just so good. Uh, I know two guys uh, who I think are absolutely uh, brilliant young guys. You've been in the ring with them. There's Joe Wade and uh, Jack Bandicoot. You mentioned it just before. Title Championship Wrestling. Yeah, uh, I want to see that match because I can just imagine, and that must have been a bit nuts. It was, it was like insane. Like 
I think it was just more people, and if the two of them just kind of just get out more, I guess, because Joe Joe's very good. He's just kind of, I guess, just not out there as much. He's, but I think he's once he's going to make his name, yeah, and once he starts pinging about, it'll be it'll be insane. Another young guy I'd love to see you get in the ring with is Leon Slater, and he's oh, everyone keeps talking to me about Leon. <laughs> see, but every time I'm I'm up north. People are like, oh, you and Leon, you and Leon. And then I first saw him at the BWR show when they done that um, eight-man tag. Hmm. And some of the bits I saw was quite good. Like, just kind like, of leapfrog and tucks his legs and just basically jumps over the person. Uh, I, I saw <laughs> that one at Pride Wrestling. First time I was, I was just sitting there, I'm just like, I've never seen Leon. I've heard about him. And the first thing he does is, yeah, as you say, that leapfrog where he doesn't actually leapfrog. He just jumps. It's crazy. Yeah, keeps running. This absolutely. Uh, so the other question, but you kind of answered it, was uh, what is it that you're most wanting to do in 2022? And that is, let's face it, face Robbie X and get that cruiserweight title at Red Pro UK. Pretty much, yeah, and just get good. <laughs> One young guy that I'd love to see you against, I don't know if you already have or not, I'm assuming you probably have, is Nino Bryant. No. Well, we had a, like a scramble match and I'd done the most insane basing I've ever done with someone ever because he can just throw him everywhere. But me and Nino used to train together. So when I said before where Will um, said I'm Eddie Guerrero, he called Nino Rey Mysterio. So, well, okay, yeah, I can see it. We've just heard that Nino's younger brother is coming through as well. Yeah, so um, you should train with all of them. Even like, so there's three. Nino, Xander and... Leland, I think, the youngest one. They're all insane. They're all just they're, they're all just insane at flips and you can base them for anything. They're all mental. Yeah, because they're going to be as a tag team for Triumph Pro Wrestling, where you, of course, you're going to be uh, amongst most of the, as you say, Danny Black as well and uh, a few other guys, Warren Banks, Corey McRae, Joe Lando, and that one is Cruise Control on the February 12th. That match is going to be there. So that's going to be a big show. That's not too so far I, away from me, is it? Got all the days. Uh, that is, where is that? Uh, Romford. Oh, Romford. I was there yesterday. That's no distance. Really? I'm, I may not have an excuse. Yeah, I was in Romford yesterday. I'm based in Hertfordshire. Oh, okay. Um, I live in Romford. So. Oh, well, I've got um, family friends that I, I go and pick up and take from. Hertfordshire to Rumford quite often. <laughs> well, don't forget, uh, PEW uh, messages that saying about getting down to their show as well. So uh, we've got to uh, yes, visit that one as well. Just wanted, you're going to be, you're going to, you, well, you're going to have to make up for me because uh, I'm getting married next year. So I, I'm now banning myself from going to shows until I get married because I spent a lot of the money that was supposed to go to the wedding because we were, we just didn't know where, when the wedding was going to be anymore. So I spent it all on wrestling shows instead. Yeah, if I keep going to the number of wrestling shows, I'll be getting divorced. <laughs> oh, but uh, as you say, just because guys like yourself out there and so many others are just keeping this scene alive. And I don't think there's ever been as big a crop of so much raw young potential in the UK. Do you think that's because NXT UK? 
because I know a lot of people talked about how NXT UK was a bad thing and it took a lot of the big stars away at the time. But do you think it's helped bring a lot of guys to start training to get? I don't know, like because it took loads of guys away. So then mm. I think everyone was like, British wrestling's dead. That kind of brought everyone down. So everyone's like, well, if everyone thinks it's dead, then what's the point in us carrying on? Like, I think even like like me and the boys kind of felt like it because of like, oh, British wrestling's dying, British wrestling's now dead. It was like, if fans are saying it, what's the point in us carrying on wrestling the way we're wrestling, doing these flips, taking these silly bumps, and if like no one's going to appreciate it. But then, I, I don't know, I feel like just having, there's a bit of a boom. And then I think seeing, I guess like the younger guys doing big things, like Joe Nelson, like the guy's insane. I think seeing someone like him, seeing Joe doing all these crazy flips, people look at him, oh, what if I can do that? And I think there's just like, I guess like healthy competition between everyone in wrestling now. Like, I don't think there's anything bitter between anyone like at shows anymore. It's like, right, if you can do that, I'm going to give it a go. And then it's like, it's like sometimes at training, you get some people, it's like, right, you're going to do 30 press-ups, I'm going to do 31. If I'm doing 31, you're doing 32. And then it just brings people up and we're all getting better because of it. And everyone's really friendly at shows as well. Like there's nothing where you're going to turn up and you're like, oh, this person's here, that person's there. It's all fun and everyone kind of involves it. I think a lot of fans forget that uh, at one point, Will Ospreay, a certain villain, uh, Nick Aldis, uh, Doug Williams, all these guys, they left the scene. And guess who came up? Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and all the guys. And yeah, they've gone on to NXT UK. But then there were guys like yourself who were already beginning to swell. So the whole notion of when they said Brit Rest was dead, I, I hated it because I just looked around and said, how can you call it dead when there's, you know, no, they're not stars yet, but they're just beginning to become stars. What you need to do is support them and treat them as their stars. And the British media needs to do that a bit more as well, to treat British wrestling stars like they are stars. Yeah. You know, uh, look at what, what, as, what, Will, what Will Ospreay has achieved for UK wrestling uh, from a young lad of 16, like yourself at one point, and now he is, well, he is the new Japan world uh, heavyweight champion right He's now. Champion. He is, he is. Come on, Will. There we go. Tweet that one for us, Will. <laughs> but let's be honest here. He should be getting national media attention. There's no two ways about it. He, he should be treated um, in a bigger way nationally. And people should know what's been going on with it because it's a big thing. It really is. We'll get Sorry, back I'm getting to the on my day. high horse. We'll, we'll get back to the days of Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Not Big Daddy Dan, but Big Daddy. <laughs> the original Big Daddy. Look, uh, uh, Callum, we've got on you for an hour, so uh, we'll, we'll probably let you go now because it's just been absolutely uh, so much fun to talk to you and uh, we can't wait to see more of you. Can't wait to see you again, Sunshine Machine, in uh, St. Neots. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic show, Repro UK. Uh, got... You'll be able to recognise us because we're wearing the um, T-shirts that look kind of like that. I'm pretty sure I remember him at the Wrestle Carnival show. You did take a photo with us. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's how I remember it. <laughs> I think Danny was like, oh, yeah, um, I think you said something about geeks. And then Danny was like, don't worry, we're geeks as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we, we, we want to challenge you guys, all of you, to a little geek competition. We yeah. can get an individual judge. Uh, I think uh, the guys at UKPW said that they could host it for us. Uh, so we'll have uh, myself, Big Daddy Dan, and the tribal chief of the big fat geeks, uh, Mr. Stephen Salden. We, we want to challenge the four of you. So when we've, once, we've had that, once we've spoken to Danny, uh, Mr. Danny Backer, next year, We'll get that arranged, and we'll have a super special of Kalanuma, Maverick Mayhew. Oh, that would be brilliant. If you'd be up for it, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I think we're going to have to just get this arranged. Uh, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, just remember one thing. Don't feed the trolls. <laughs>